like, I can do it. I'm just like, well, hey, everyone. Welcome to Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die. Not a threat. Just, just a, a fact. fact. The number It's the number one podcast for you and for me in this in this crazy world we're living in. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, our, that's our podcast tagline. We, we've revamped in the months away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've been we've been strategizing. We've been going over all of the blueprints and we've gone over the as-builds and we thought, you know, if we're going to go ahead and take a break and go on an as-needed schedule, we got to make sure that this shit is as funny as possible every single time. So thank you very mm-hmm. much to everyone who's still subscribed. And yeah. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Welcome to this cr- funny little show we call Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die, Not at the Register Fact. Fact. Who are you people? I'm Sarah, a.k.a. Re- reality show winner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I got That's the best I got. That's nah, perfect. Uh, I'm John, uh, a.k.a. Actual Iroquois Pliskin. Oh, let's go. <laughs> and I'm Valf Light Cub, a.k.a. Boring Johnson. Oh, uh, which Johnson. is Which is not only a pun on the UK Prime Minister's name, but is also the uh, worst feedback I've ever gotten on a nude. <laughs> <laughs> it's also a descriptor of what he's doing right now. He's digging a hole in the dirt. He's, he's Boring Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Wait, wait. <laughs> I just need to recover. Was that your feedback for you or feedback you gave somebody else? I I sent someone a a picture of my big schmeedy schlong and <laughs> they just sent back the little Brian Cogman slanty mouth emoji. Boring Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> I've, gotten so, I've gotten so many messages like that on Grinders. <laughs> <laughs> Do better. <laughs> I, I really, sh- I really should just be hitting those unsolicited dick pics with Boring Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Did, did y'all see the one that I got a couple of days ago with someone who was like, "I'm shaved to the hole." hole. <laughs> yes. I did, and I and I wish I hadn't. <laughs> um. It's such a good phrase that you know they didn't just pull that out no like, that's they, that's, that's a- part of a that's part of a pattern you know you know yeah. it's weird because i i'm pretty sure um i'm pretty sure pull the hole is a golf move um <laughs> and so it just makes me think that maybe that person is yeah just- yeah pull pull the hole is the colloquialism for what you, what you do after you're done uh, if you're moving on to the next hole you just got to put the pin back in there that's the pull, pull the, the hole maneuver mm-hmm mm-hmm the more impre- the further back you put the you put the flag you put the pin back in the hole the the more impressive your pulled hole is. I'm gonna shout that at the <laughs> the at, at people trying to golf next time I'm go- I'm by the golf course. Just gonna start yelling that at them. Just yelling pulled pull the hole. hole. <laughs> have you guys ever watched? Have either of you ever watched a like golf tournament? Yes. No. Yes. I watched one a, a long time ago, but um, it was like. Tiger Woods or somebody, but there were all these spectators because it was right at the, the pole, the hole, yeah. the pole hole, yeah. <laughs> and um, they would do the putt, and then the uh, I don't know if it was just like one or two guys in the audience or like a lot of people, but like there were spectators just screaming, "Get in the hole!" <laughs> Which just seems like entirely ungentlemanly. <laughs> And so, therefore, perfect for golf. Yeah. 
golf golf should not have you should just be able to hit other players with your clubs <laughs> but like the but like the middle like I don't think you should be able to hit someone with the head of your club. I think you should you should only be allowed to hit them with like the middle part. So it's kind of like whipping someone with a switch. Mm-hmm. Like you can you can bunt them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, like when you pick up the ba- oh, I'm bunt <laughs> I'm bunting VJ Singh. <laughs> <laughs> like when you pick up the ba- bunting Mike Bloomberg. Oh. I, I I can't I can't bunting Arizona. Okay, thank you. I couldn't fix. I couldn't I couldn't match the trifecta. <laughs> bunting Amy. Look, I, I can go Goodwill on all bunting. day. Goodwill bunting. Oh, there's Goodwill the one. <laughs> we found it, folks. Oh. Uh, so happy Pride, everyone. It's, happy it's Pride. Ga- it's Gay Month. It's I. It's been three months. I've got a new gender since then. It's Woo. you know. It's lesbian still, but like you know, different kind of flavor. <laughs> yeah, nice. it's like it's like there's white claw and then there's white claw another flavor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a different flavor of white claw. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and in celebration of this Pride Month, uh, I've just decided to take a look at what Joe Biden has done to help the the gay and transgender community in his uh, in his time in office, and especially during this this most hair this most hallowed of months in which we all respect gay people for exactly thirty days. Time to take uh, a big swig of my Shake Shack Pride Shake and oh, listen to all the great things that Joe Biden surely has that, been doing. That Shake Shack Pride, I feel so, like no disrespect to the guys who did that because, like, listen, mm-hmm. if you lived if you lived through the AIDS crisis, you fucking get your bag, however you gotta get it. But that ad was just fucking bleak. That video, yeah, the video is great until they're like, until and they're that's like, why, and that's why we're going to Shake Shack. But it's a well-produced video. I mean, like. Obviously, you had to have a budget to have somebody script that and and think of to print out the pictures. And anyway, anyway. yeah. Uh, so time to take a big swig. The long story short is that Joe Biden has not really done much of anything except for to say that he has the back of trans people, which is really, really appreciated in the face of all of the anti trans bills that have been passed this year alone. Mm -hmm. Um, There are only 12 states per per freedom for all Americans dot org. There are only 12 states, I I believe I'm doing a rough count, but just off their infographic, but I believe there are only 12 states that have not passed an anti trans bill of some variety or at least introduced them. This year, this this uh, if I'm not if I am not mistaken, yes, this year, thirty eight states, yeah. yeah, have introduced and or passed yeah. anti trans legislation. You um, think the nightmare is the, over? The most, the, the most egregious, the most egregious one in recent memory, and I'm sure it's gonna be, there's gonna be more a more egregious one. Honestly, probably by time of publication, let alone within two weeks from this episode going up. Um, the one that's really been getting to me is the, the, the one in Tennessee that was signed into law that is, uh, requiring the, uh, businesses and government facilities to have up a sign if they let trans people use bathrooms associated with their identity. Mm-hmm. Like literally just having to put a big fucking, bri- a, a big fucking placard up on our state, up on a wall that says, Hey, transphobes fucking knock our store over. Why don't you? Yeah, and the sign or, is... Or, is hey, a... transphobes, lo- fucking harass trans people who use these bathrooms. Like, not the that The sign any... yeah. is not ambiguous as well. It's not like you you have to put up a sign that says blah, blah, blah. It says you have to put up this sign. It has to be at least six by eight inches or some shit like that. And it says something like, this establishment allows anyone into any bathrooms regardless of 
uh, sex or something like that. And then like mm-hmm. with a big red like warning at the top. Yep. Uh, the required sign outside the public. Uh, sorry, I'm reading off of uh, the Tennessean. Uh, uh, according oh, to yeah. the bill signed Monday, the required sign outside the public bathroom or other facility would say this facility maintains a policy of allowing the use of restrooms by either biological by either biological sex, regardless of the designation, regardless of the designation on the restroom. And like, I don't want to be sounding like someone on Tumblr who like responds to a post that's like gays are like this and then just like, you know, said and lesbians are like this and bisexual people are like that and so on and so forth. But like mm-hmm. the bio, the, the the extent to which this biological essentialism is just like burned into these people's brains is breaking mm-hmm. me. Like like the the existence of intersex people is just not a Thing that enters their mm-hmm. mind like they yeah like demonstrably extant people that do not fit whose, whose sex chromosomes do not fit cleanly into either biological sex box mm-hmm. and just completely ignored this is like yeah this is this is me not seeing the forest for the trees here obviously like this is the entire fucking thing is a goddamn it, nightmare but it's just yeah it's i just... mean this sign has a lot of things wrong with it like, there's the overarching, you know, the fact that you would even have to advertise anything about a, a trans-friendly policy. Um, the fact that it's phrased as a dangerous thing. The fact that, yeah, that it says either biological sex. Like, every word of that. Right. And the, the thing is also, like, it, it's also, like, phrases are, like, dangerous, but it also, like, it, it feels like a sign someone would put, have to put up at a restaurant that's serving raw meat. Like, this <laughs> facility, this you know, this facility yeah. will serve meat in an undercooked temperature, despite what, despite what uh, le- medical experts have to say. Like, it just makes right. it seem like it's a, it just makes it, like, the way that it's worded makes it seem like these people are fucking idiots. They don't trust, quote unquote, actual science. The, yeah. You know, the, they do not the, adhere to the uh, to the absolute holy the absolute holy cave drawings that are the man and women bathroom signs, <laughs> right? And like, it's it's so annoying that anti trans people use this like appeal to authority with like scientific language so much because like it's not only not the point. Like, even if I don't know biologically there were only two sexes and trans people were whatever first of all like the importance is what's going to make human life bearable for some portion of the population yeah but then but then secondly on top of that they are also wrong about the scientific part so like if we wanted to have a debate about the science we would win but we don't argue on those lines because that's not what matters right because it's always the the (laughs) I know that this is this is very well tread ground that I'm complaining about here, but they always love to point out like the scientists had it right in the '60s, or like the science. Like, look at this. you can open a fifth grade textbook and read this shit. Like, and right. in a fi- like in a fifth grade textbook, they would also probably t- they probably would also tell you that like all numbers are either positive or negative, and there's <laughs> right. no such thing as an imaginary number. Right. Right. Like, it's it's like yeah, I, God, just it, it makes me very mad. It makes me yeah. very mad and very upset because I just hate to be seeing all this stuff. And also, like, this is mm-hmm. not to, like, also mention to, like, uh, like the Department of Justice uh, headed by uh, Attorney General Merrick Garland, you know, liberal, liberal darling, uh, Supreme mm-hmm. Court Justice. The guy that we loved because he was so far left. Oh, wait. Yeah. Um, this, this is the, this is the headline that I found, which was from five days ago. Uh, the Department of Justice revised language that said it would quote vigorously 
unquote, defend uh, religious colleges and universities accused of discriminating against LGBTQ students in an updated court filing in a class action lawsuit after criticism for LGBTQ advocates. So the 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 extent of it was just basically the Biden administration just coming out and saying, like, yeah, we're going to fight tooth and nail for your guys' religious exemptions. And it's it's just I, I I'm feeling very, very tired about all this. And I'm never I don't know, like, why I sound like I'm expecting anything from Joe Biden, because, like, I'm not I'm fucking not like I <laughs> I think I'm going to go to my grave yeah. re- regretting that I even filled in the little black box dot next to his name. It's so, it's, it sucks being right. I hate being right. (laughs) Like, that's just, that's what it is. It's like, no, it wouldn't have been better to have the other majority, like, majority party candidate win. But this dude sucks. Yeah. I was trying to come up with an analogy for what this feels like. And it just made me think of the, um, you know, like, um like old tumblr posts would write like credit to the artist and then like yes. just post uncredited yes, art. yes yes it's it's exact it's like it feels like that where he's just like i support the trans community emotionally in my mind it's like it's <laughs> like going into a mom and pop store pop store and like telling the owners like i support small business and then just fucking shoplifting like <laughs> yeah shoplifting and then shoplifting and then going to just like buy, like just spend a thousand dollars at walmart or, or Amazon, right yeah. right and knocking over an orange stand while on the way out yeah <laughs> it's like you're not doing the thing right it's and i don't it's it's the democrats love to talk and not do like mm-hmm. it's it's just very that's why we never accept it when they just say stuff yeah by we i mean like you know yeah it's leftists you know, the the, all, the the democrats are just like pass like they're just letting republicans all over this country pass state laws that are like effect like just doing their best to just scrub transgender people out of existence it's genuinely mm-hmm. fucking terrifying the extent to which they're trying to force every single young child who is like there are there are so i feel so bad for every single child out there right now who's like having the the same kind of feelings that i had when i was like a te- when I was like a teenager who I, who didn't really have a word to like the gender feelings that I had like the kids these days probably have a lot more words for the gender feelings that they have because of how much more online people are than mm-hmm. they than they were just the, you know 10 years ago but like the extent to which the state is just going to keep focused on putting the boot on their neck until they either die or de- or don't or not transition is mm-hmm. just appalling and the the Biden administration is just doing just like all they're they're like yelling at like the not even the Biden administration like the the whole the Democrats as a whole are just spending more time like chasing after Ilhan Omar for saying yeah Israel does war crimes right right it's it, it's it's especially hard because I feel like the past I don't know maybe it's just that I've only been aware of it recently but I feel like because of the increased visibility. Um, there is more of a push on the right to be actively antagonistic because it's one thing to be, you know, to, to write policy that doesn't um, make room for trans people. It's one thing to push of an image of the world that is, you know, everyone is Christian and heterosexual and white, but it's another thing to make policies that are specifically for nothing else 
but the eradication of trans people in public spaces and oftentimes private life as well. In addition to the eradication, like the insult on top of it is that it's like it's also for the humiliation of transgender people. Mm-hmm. Like all yeah. of like every oh God, just like all of these fucking like locker room and sports and like co- high mm-hmm. school sports bills are just like it's just to embarrass the shit out of any child who is like decided yeah. to buck their decided to buck their assigned gender and like and it's now just being forced to fucking like like that 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 um uh this is an old this is like a pretty old story by now by like a couple by like a handful of years but like that like one trans guy who like was just a uh, a wrestler who is the mm-hmm. the trans wrestler high school wrestler that he was just like a trans who was guy. on testosterone and had to still St- had to still wrestle had to still girls. wrestle women <laughs> like, girls yeah. yes it's like this is not a good look for literally anyone in this situation right. nobody here looks good and like I was talking to my dad about this um, a while ago because he he had a question about it and like he wasn't being like well you know what do you do about this problem but he just kind of wanted like the um, like pro trans side of the argument or the, the the question so the thing of of like high school athletes right like transgender high school athletes if you if they're if they're not you know, medically transitioned in any way, then is that unfair to have such and such person be allowed to be blah, 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 blah. And, you know, I was, of course, talking about, like, the identity politics part of it, or that's not the right word. But <laughs> the thing of, like, it's inc- incredibly psychically damaging to say, you know, no, we still see you as this other thing. But the other part of it was my dad was like, well, you know, if you were on the track team and, like, one person had a significant, you know, advantage over you because of this because they were assigned male at birth, right? And it's like, you would, they they might be winning all the track races that you, that you should be winning because you would be the fastest, blah, 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 whatever. And in, in that situation, and then I think in every high school around the country, there's still, like, it's one, one person. And right. like, it's like, you're not taking away, it's not like, you're never going to have like a high this school is, basketball like team a- that like, is like the Looney Tunes, like Monstars, because they're literally like all trans, like, you know, non-medically <laughs> transitioned, like trans girls. Like, there's, there's a handful of people spread around. Like, there are also just like, like for other reasons, biological, like, people who are better like like i i am a very tall per like i am a very tall person but like mm-hmm. if i travel back in time to like me at age 17 not medically transitioned at all i'm six foot six i'd still fucking get hooped on by like angela mccultry <laughs> uh, at the same right. age before she goes on to the wnba <laughs> like 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 and of course this is also getting legislated out because like we see fucking Simone Biles getting absolutely fucking shit taking just at just the right. Olympic committee taking a huge fat shit on her again. Um, I mean that's like cis black women are like the yeah, yeah. number two victim of like this medicalism of trying yeah. to regulate hormones in sports and blah blah blah. It's bad. Yeah. I don't it's, like it. And then it, it's it's like there's this like really just dumb irony of people being like well i don't like when like you know gay people all they talk about is that they're gay or you know if you're trans all y'all you can never shut up about how you're trans but then they also make it so that they you know like a trans kid has to choose between living in their gen in their correct gender and 
having hobbies. <laughs> like, maybe they would only talk, they wouldn't talk about it. They would talk about the sports they were playing if they were allowed to play sports. Right. Like, well, I, I, I would love to talk about the sweet double play that I got on the diamond today, but the, instead I have to talk about the fact that the government said I have to use a, the wrong bathroom. Yeah. I wish I, have it. I wish I could have brought that. Ba- I feel like that baseball metaphor went unfulfilled. <laughs> not kind of a kind of a kind of a swing and a miss there. Yeah, <laughs> not, not, the, not the cleanest of bunts, I, I would say. But you know what? That's okay. Bit of a, bit of a dirty bunt on that one. <laughs> there will be other innings. The dirty, dirty bunt is what I call my ass. Oh. <laughs> That's why you have to shave from pole to hole. <laughs> oh. um, uh, speaking- yeah. If you don't shave from pole to hole, you get a dirty butt, which is a it's a, it's a butt cunt. It's like the evil version of the word bussy. Yes. Oh. Um, it's, it's what they so, call it in Britain. Uh-huh, uh-huh. No, that's a, that that's, a, that's, a, that's a banny. <laughs> um, speaking of the Biden administration not being materially different from the Trump administration, I have a little short, a little story that I want to bring up. Okay. Um, if if we can, if that's all, all right to move on, or mm-hmm. do we have more of that? Yeah, I, I've got. I don't have yeah. much. I don't have anything else to say really about as this. someone as someone okay. who is not uh, who is not trans. I I don't have anything to say other than um, these bills that are being passed are abhorrent, and um, I wish everybody who is living in those communities who cannot escape those communities, I you know like you're not alone, and that yeah, reach out to your people and stay strong together and. Build, build, yeah. build solidarity with each other, and you know, to any casual reminder that breaking the law is sometimes okay. Yes, yes, especially for Fra- frankly, I think, I think, like if you averaged out the number of laws that we could consider moral and not moral, I think that a, I think that on average, if you break the law, it is a moral good more than it is a moral bad. <laughs> it's probably good. Like. There yeah, are some there yeah. are some law there are like some laws that are like good like you know drinking and driving is bad that's a good mm-hmm. that's a great law love that one mm-hmm. but like but it gets I, me to work on time so it's impossible to tell if it's good or not so exactly right <laughs> still working that no. still working that logic puzzle out <laughs> um, but okay so I went um, when we you know decided that we were gonna do an episode today I was uh, bored at work and decided to look at the news and I was reading through the news this headline jumped out at me and I literally read it and I was like fucking of course Trump would do this and then I remembered <laughs> that he's not the president anymore and I I was like I literally fucking forgot which president we were on because on July 4th the White House will host a celebration to mark independence from the coronavirus does that not fucking sound like the kind of thing like the kind of premature celebration that fucking i feel like trump had that celebration last july (laughs) yeah yeah this is like big mission accomplished energy to me um the the article that i read about this 
um, was on CNN and it said um, President Biden had set July 4th as the deadline for a return to normalcy in the US, you know, because he wanted people to be able to see their families and stuff on the holiday. But then it also ended with the president has also said had also set a goal of vaccinating 70 percent of US adults with at least one dose of a COVID-19 vaccine. But the country is not currently on track to reach that goal. So <laughs> I also love the fact that he said July 4th is evoked as a deadline. Like, like, COVID's gonna be like, get the shit on my, like, Biden's gonna be like, get the shit on my desk by July 4th, and COVID's gonna snap too. God, <laughs> yeah. it's gonna be so fuck. it's gonna be so fucking awesome in six months when, like, a variant of COVID that's resistant to the, str- that's resistant to the vaccine is just, like, uh-huh. out there, and we just have to, we just go through this all again. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, yeah. sorry to, I'm sorry to be doomer, but, like, it's just been occupying my thoughts a lot lately, because, like, I, I had, like, a... a I, after about um I've been like fully vaccinated for about like a month now and I my frog has been quite boiled by the living environment that I am in my family mm-hmm. is very uh very cavalier about everything and so I I have been I made some not like in not like abhorrently stupid but just like dumb decisions that I was recently snapped mm-hmm. out of and it's like I'm looking at I, I'm again looking at numbers I'm looking at news about variants and I'm like wow this is all just really we're just going to be back here in six months, huh? Yeah. Yeah. This is so not over. No. But it's finally, like, getting better. So people are like, it's done. We it's did done. it. It's done. We did it. Like, we no. won. Mm-mm. We, di- we didn't. We did not. <sighs> so, yeah, that was my... Independence um, from COVID. Independence, independence from COVID. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And they're encouraging states to... Th- to host their own version of the event as well. Oh, that's good. Uh, how many how many COVID deaths are we at? Uh, uh, six hundred thousand. Thank yeah. you so much for uh, asking. We, we hit six hundred K today. Oh, great for us! Yes, YouTube voice. Thank you so much. We couldn't have done it without all of you. Um, have you ever watched a YouTube video where the YouTuber talks about how um, their subscriber count hit a certain number and they say we hit a hundred K subscribers or yes. whatever? Yeah. It's the royal so strange week. to me, because it's, it's like either I mean, either I, the audience didn't did it or you did it. I I I'm also amenable to the idea that most people who reach a, that number of subscribers, well, I mean, to be, I think that like that's probably just like a, a dissolution of language type thing because uh, originally I would bet that the people who reached that the number of subscribers that didn't that like were worthy, not like that denoted a milestone like that were mm-hmm. actually working with like a team of people. Like I'm thinking like I don't oh, know, fair, like, Vlog yeah. Brothers or something who would be like, yes, this was like a wee thing, and now mm-hmm. it's uh. uh <clears throat> It's also just like that's worked its way down to me. Like, oh yeah, we got we've got fifty we've got fifty concurrent viewers on this Twitch stream. Let's go! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like they're like, I'm doing it, but you're helping me, so we're all in this together. You know, it's it's uh, it's it's a part of that whole parasocial complex, you know, industrial complex. You mm-hmm. know? Like the, you mm-hmm. know, it, it benefit you know it benefits like you know shouting out the team, but also you know you know we're in this together, so. You know, if I if I right. so if I, so if I get canceled, you'll you'll like my notes apology. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And speaking of getting canceled, um, <laughs> I'm going to be canceled for mispronouncing this man's last name, but I don't care. <laughs> uh, Boring Johnson is its pronunciation. <laughs> oh no, I no. Okay, so 
uh, Mike Pompeo, who I was informed was some sort of secretary of one of the states down there in in the United States. I I can't I can't I can't keep track of all the Secretary of Defense. He was he was Secretary of oh of of state. Not a state. He was secretary of the state. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I'm just, I'm ignorant because I, I just can't keep track of what's going on down there in Canada's trousers. I just can't, um, <laughs> you know. That's fine. That's how I feel about my own real life trousers. So um, just, just, know, just, also, just know that it's boring and probably not much to report mm-hmm. back on. It's poorly reviewed. Um, also, the, his name is pronounced Pompeo. Oh, like the uh, we were we were talking off air about how it's not Pompeo, but it's also not Pompeo. It's, it's Pompeo. So, so much like um, the 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 Greek uh, resort city of Pompeii. Okay. Exactly. Okay. It's like your your tourists that have just arrived for your great vacation in Pompeii, right as something happens. So you're like, here Pompeo. we are in Pompeii. Oh! And then you're turned to ashes while jacking off, and it's fine. It happens. Um, so uh, speaking of disasters, uh, Pompeo started this thing called CAVPAC, which is the uh, champion uh, American values. Not even championing not like the verb, just champion American values. Um, Great. And they have a Twitter, and you know they got they got a couple thousand followers. You know, um, it's it's my understanding that uh, Pompeo is uh, thinking of running for president in twenty twenty four. Good luck okay. with that. Um, actually, however, unfortunately, I have to announce that his candidacy has been destroyed because um, <laughs> earlier today. Did you hear about when Mike Pompeo tried to build a candidacy in the Nether Realm in Minecraft? <laughs> it was destroyed. Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely, and and uh, and and it all. Did you came hear about cr- that time Mike Mike Pompeo found a creeper while he was digging for campaign slogans in the in the mines of Minecraft? He was destroyed. Well, well, you know, I don't, you know, I, famously, I'm not a gamer, so I, I don't know anything about Minecraft. <laughs> but mega gamer, John. Can you, can you lay pipe in Minecraft? Actually, let me rephrase that. Can you, <laughs> can you fit pipes in, in Minecraft? The reason why I ask this is because earlier today. <laughs> oh my god. Earlier today, First, it's the hot tub streamers. Then Ooh. it's the Twitch Let's Players laying pipe in Minecraft. You know, you know, I didn't like the I didn't like the song very much, but I didn't oh. like the song very much. But the the video for Dreams Minecraft, the video for Dreams song was really, really, really great about laying pipe. <laughs> Earlier today, as as we were recording, um, CavPack um, at Cav underscore Pack on Twitter for all your good posts. They posted a picture of this image. It's a dictionary definition, but it's a fake mm-hmm. word. And those are my favorite definitions or fake words. Uh-huh. The word is pipe hitter. Okay, it's a noun. Definition number one of one. Someone who is unapologetically American, someone who fights for our future, uh, someone who never gives an inch, <laughs> someone who is dedicated to stand against the radical left's agenda. So, 
that was tweeted. Oh, they, they got us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they were, uh, they were. So that was tweeted, uh, unfortunately. And uh, Mike uh, Pompeo retweeted that tweet and uh, with the quote, calling all unapologetic Americans to join me and become a pipe hitter. <laughs> this. Oh. <laughs> Oh, now I'm just hearing that. Yeah. That just really, he he really just invited the whole, um, uh, the whole of America to come hit this pipe with me. Yep. And so, uh, uh, and so, th- th- I read this headline. Speaking of very attention-grabbing headlines, been hitting the pipe a little too hard. Mike Pompeo, <laughs> Pompeo, mercilessly mocked for illegal drug pun rebrand. Oh no! Twenty twenty four GOP likely presidential hopeful Mike Pompeo, the Trump era Secretary of State, has resurrected his old leadership political action committee, CAVPAC, and uh, or CAVPAC, if you will, and drawn attention to himself with what many see as a bad illegal drug pun. Come hit this pipe! <laughs> The unfortunate tweet includes the word pipe hitter and Pompeo's made up definition. Oh my god. Okay. What is he actually trying to evoke? Because when I hear pipe hitter, I think of a person who wanted to dig in their backyard and didn't call 311 first yeah, and just yeah. clang, hit a pipe I um, with their shovel. I, whenever I think of the term pipe hitter, I think of um, that time that I had to um, fix uh, the sink in my house and I had to look up a tutorial on YouTube and I accidentally clicked on a joke video where the person just hit the pipes with a wrench over and over again. <laughs> so, I had, so I very angrily had to search for another video while I was while there was water spewing all over my kitchen floor. <laughs> hey, you came across a YouTube video of a real American, okay? <laughs> I also think of Rob Ford <laughs> when I think of Pipe Hitter, which is unfortunate because, um, you know, I don't like to think about Rob Ford anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, uh, so <laughs> the new Pipe Hitter theme signals Pompeo, uh, uh, Pompeo distancing himself from his former boss. In what way? In what, uh, this is, I'm, reading this, I'm reading this from this article. In what way is, are they different? You know, uh, He had tried to position himself as the logical successor to the America First movement, but for reasons unspecified, Pompeo is now hewing to a different brand, one that is decidedly more Pompeo. <laughs> While the new branding may have passed a Madison Avenue test, it did not pass the Twitter test. <laughs> that is the fastest way to get your shit like torn apart, is to put it on Twitter. You know, and I and, and I feel like there's a lot of there's a lot to me said about like um, doing this kind of thing for attention for for the memes and the engagement. Um, mm-hmm. And but I feel like the thing with the thing about Trump was, and you could say a lot of things about the man, but there's one thing you can't deny is that he had a head start on all these fools, all these goons <laughs> like Mike and, and 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 you know all these other GOP hopefuls. They're and they're spring chickens. You know, Trump's mm-hmm. been embarrassing himself since you know three decades ago, um, even more <laughs> so now, like like uh, almost three, four and a half decades. And mm-hmm. so as a, a, you know, playing himself up as this villain as this piece of shit joke uh, jester character, you know, like, you know, 
you really can't make up for that on one tweet alone or one gaffe, you know? Like, Absolutely. It's like he once said in a tweet, it's called good genes. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, good genes don't grow on trees. So, yeah. So <laughs> that's, uh, <laughs> that's what I'm always screaming at my factory workers. <laughs> that's, uh, that's not funny. Uh, <laughs> the B stands for blue jeans. Mm-hmm. Just real quick, Sarah, are you here? Yes, I'm sorry. Okay, no, no, that's fine. That's totally fine. You are welcome to just watch just, the hilarity of I, John and myself. I, yeah, I, I've simply been vibing. You know, John, John was quiet yeah. for the first ten minutes or so. I'm, I'm taking, I'm taking my ten. Yes, mm-hmm. I'm taking Perfectly my ten. Right. I, I'm taking my ten because immediately before we started recording, I, I said to myself, "Oh fuck, I need to get an estrogen re- prescription refilled. I need to send that in right away because otherwise my doctor will not get it to me in time for me to go to Boston." And then just now, thirty-five minutes later, I realized, uh, "Oh shit, I still need to send that message to my doctor." No. Oh dang! <laughs> so it'll be that's it's fine. Care of now. Sorry, I was just mildly <laughs> preoccupied. No worries. I just wanted to make sure you hadn't uh, dropped or anything. You know, I, I would hate to like. Great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I bet you're regretting checking in now. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. John, you were saying. Yeah. Uh, so I don't. So so again, I can't keep track of all of the failed politicians that live in the United States, but mm-hmm. uh, Mike, you know. Follow, follow, follow Cav Pack at least for the posts, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, if you, if you, uh, and also if you, uh, still use Twitter to self harm, <laughs> which I'm right. trying to do a lot less of myself. Uh, mm. so I'll have to follow him on my alt. Can I hit you guys with another little short story, bef- another short, uh, news article before we go to the second thing that you wanted to get to? Please. Please go yes. for it. Yeah. And then and then we'll have then we'll okay. Again, I was on cnn.com looking for articles. And I clicked on something that was uh deceptively titled because I thought it was going to be a really interesting article, but it wasn't. Um the headline said something about um a dog with a quote cool personality breaking records. And so I clicked on it, and um, turns out this dog does not wear sunglasses or play the saxophone. Um, this was a working dog auction in Australia, um, selling uh, Australian Kelpies, which are apparently these dogs that are like natural herders. Like they are born and they're like, let's fucking get this bread and, you know, smush these sheep around into where they're supposed to go. Yeah. Um, and this one sold for a lot because he was just had a calm head and cool personality and like was nice with the sheep that he herds. And I just read that like, yeah, okay. So basically this headline made it sound like this dog could fucking surf. Mm. But <laughs> what actually happened was... They're a good cop. <laughs> yeah, prices continue to inflate on dogs that fancy people sell. In yeah. other dog news... Did y'all see that um, dog that won the best in show the other day? Oh my god, the alleged dog. 
<laughs> this so-called dog? dog. I have not seen this dog. What? Uh, best oh my show gosh. Dog. Hold on. Let me let me let me pull up an let me pull up an image of this guy. Uh, it's... It's, it's, its name is Wasabi. It's a Peking. It's a Pekingese. Peking? No, Peking. It is Pekingese, right? That's how it's pronounced. I don't know. <laughs> I thought it was Pekingese, but I, I, I that might be a different thing. Uh, okay. Well, Gremlins Three looks good. That's the best in show, dog, at Westminster. <laughs> you fuck, dude, it sure is. <laughs> it looks the another... least like a dog that I've show ever seen. Another, show me another dog at this event that was that is more the fucking animal ever than this thing. <laughs> That's the face I make every time Sarah says one of her verb crimes. <laughs> <laughs> uh. This is just... I this mean, is not good audio for anyone who can't see the podcast chat. That we're posting just picture the least dog ever. <laughs> it's just, it's like if you took a slab of clay that you were going to carve a dog out of, and then you didn't. And then you forgot. <laughs> and then you forgot. And they were like, yes. 1,000 points for Wasabi. Wasabi, the Pekingese. Pekingese. And um, third amazing dog update. Um, this past weekend, Balto, my dog, broke the record for oldest Balto ever because it was oh, his birthday. Bravo. Hey. Yeah, that's and true. he's that, that, four that now. That's actually true. The Balto from the the Balto from the movies did die at age three. That's true. So yeah, Bravo's, Bravo's breaking records. It just he's the he's breaking his own record of he's the oldest he's ever been. That's all I was trying to I'm say. So happy I wasn't. For him. Yeah. Yes. Congrats. He he got a little dog cookie that he ate in about twenty five seconds. <laughs> that said happy birthday on it. Beautiful. So that's your that's the Balto news. Anyway. Yeah. Now on to some other fun. Yeah. Warm and fuzzy stuff. Yeah. Uh, uh, and speaking of dogs, you know, I, I'm i a big fan of dogs, uh, personally. Love dogs. Yeah, yeah. This, this is also why we're so anti-Biden, because he killed so many dogs. He, mm-hmm. he he did. He did do that. Um, uh, there is There is one particular dog that has been a thorn in my side, though. And it's the Prime Minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau. That's not Just, a very good Just, segue. But what, what, if his, what if it was Justin chewed because oh, he's like a dog? He, he chewed the bone. Yeah. He, yeah, that's... Or how about this for a segment? Uh, segue? Um, speaking of dogs, when it comes to this next story, woof. <laughs> yeah. You know, because yeah. it's heavy. Yeah, it is heavy. Yeah. But he chewed the bone, so he's trusting Justin Chudo. Yeah, he's trusting Justin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. Uh, since the last time uh, this podcast uh, released an episode, um, you know, some some very harrowing news has come out about the history mm-hmm. of this country, and I mean, it's come out. I mean, it was not a secret, really. Um, mm-hmm. And and for more information, I mean, there can be links in the description of this episode for how to find out about the residential school system in Canada and what's been going on. But basically, you know, it's another, it's yet another one of those uh, reckonings. Canada, at least the 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 
the the Canadian most of the Canadians that I have ever met. They're like they're like me when I need to wake up in the morning. They set like five alarms and then mm-hmm. they begrudgingly hit snooze on every single one until finally something gets them out of bed. Except mm-hmm. instead of sleeping, it's ignoring the history of Canada's role in genocide towards its indigenous population. And mm. so uh yeah. Um so the residential school system has obviously been taking up a large part of the news cycle. Um, there have been calls by various uh, groups um, from individual Catholic churches to um, activist groups for the Pope and specifically the Catholic Church uh, as an institution to um, investigate and apologize and atone for uh, literally the sins that they've that they were historically responsible for, not mm-hmm. exclusively. Um, pretty much every major denomination of Christianity had a hand in um, managing some of these residential schools. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, you know, aside from the aside from the the that side of the things, um, the government has been uh, fighting. Uh, First Nations children in court for uh, for basically forever, but there's one particular case that is happening um, that is 14 years old uh, as wow. at the time of recording, and it is just about to move into uh, its appeals. So this comes from a CTV news article. The headline is Indigenous Children Child, Indigenous Child Welfare Battle Heads to Court Despite Calls for Ottawa to Drop the Cases. Mm-hmm. So what is what are these cases? Sorry, I don't know if you were about to yeah, explain it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, in, uh, so so uh, the article reads: <clears throat> Ottawa's controversial legal challenge of a pair of rulings involving First Nations children torn from their families by a chronically underfunded childcare system heads to federal court on Monday, despite repeated calls for the cases to be dropped in the name of reconciliation. Mm-hmm. The federal government is poised to argue against two Canadian human rights tribunal rulings. The first awards awarded uh, w- what amounts to billions of dollars in compensation to First Nations children inappropriately taken away from their parents after 2006 and to their parents and grandparents. The second mm-hmm. ruling expands Jordan's principle to children who live off reserve and who are not registered under the Indian Act. And so, um, as I've mentioned on previous episodes of HKIP, um, specifically the one I did on the first ever episode I was on about 1492 Landback Lane, the Indian mm-hmm. Act is basically the register that the Canadian government uses to keep track of who identify who, who is classified legally as an Indian person. Um, there is no legal definition of what an indigenous person first nations person or aboriginal person is in canada for the purposes of the law especially federal law which indigenous people fall under there's only one designation which is indian and this term this term Mm. uh is is uh is basically used to um much like a very cool attitude dog sheep very many indigenous people into this category of indian and uh for more information on the system that works with that with that program check out my episode of fear baiting on blood quantum where i actually i actually go into the legal history of why um blood quantum and specifically um 
uh, the Indian Act has been used to disenfranchise indigenous people, and this is one of the ways. So, before also fucks. Yeah, before 1985, I believe, if you were an indigenous woman with uh, who was registered under the Indian Act and you married a non-indigenous man, you would lose your status. You would basically what? you would you would not be considered legally an Indian anymore. And not being considered legally Indian meant you lost uh, you lost the right to the land that you owned on the reserve, or that your family oh was God. meant to own. Uh, you lose the right to uh, practice your treaty rights, um, treaties that were signed between indigenous groups uh, stemming all the way back to 1610 would be completely void to you. Not that they wow. were being recognized anyway, but, you know, that's another story. And uh, you would you would undergo a process that the Canadian government very helpfully called enfranchisement, which meant that you were basically allowed to join Canadian society, which meant that uh, you were able to become a lawyer, have legal representation, become a doctor, have a job, uh, adopt children, and own land outside of the reserve. Uh, gradually, those, uh, those rights were extended to everybody, even if they did have quote-unquote Indian status, but generally speaking, that was how the system was devised, was that you were either Indian or wow. you were Canadian. Yeah. And so... And just to... Do you know if it went the other way? So if you were an Indian man and married a non-Indian woman, would your status also be revoked, or is it just for... I'm so glad that you asked that, because in fact, it did not go the other way. Uh, awesome. What would happen would be that your children would receive what is basically diminished status. So, um, if you had children with the woman who you married, who was non-Canadian, who was non-Indigenous, uh, your children could receive the status a status card, but their children could not receive one because huh. under the rules of blood quantum, at least fifty percent. "Quote unquote, fifty oh. percent must be from uh, must be from uh, one parent or from two grandparents." Gosh. So because so Jesus, okay. I was about to try and like make sense of the math going on here, but it's all just fucking racist settler bullshit. So I'm not even gonna fucking not worth the not worth the neurons. So, yeah, certainly not. And so um, returning back to this idea of Jordan's principle. Uh, Jordan's principle is a pretty like uh, like okay understood like ruling. Basically, it makes sure that uh, first uh, that basically indigenous children, but more specifically First Nations children, um, that they can access the all of the stuff that they're basically that they are allowed to access um, if they were people who if they were as if they were everyday Canadians. Um, so let's see. Um, Jordan's principle makes sure that all First Nation children living in Canada can access the products, services, and supports they need when they need them. Uh, funding can help with the wide range of health, social, and educational needs, including the unique needs that the First Nation Two Spirit and LGBTQIA children and youth who's uh, and those with disabilities may have. Um, Jordan's principal is named in memory of Jordan River Anderson. He was a young boy from Norway House Cree Nation in Manitoba. Uh, and so uh, the ruling by the Canadian Human Rights Tribunal, 
would expand Jordan's principle to children who live off reserve, which is about mm -hmm. half of the entire indigenous population of Canada, and those who are not registered under the Indian Act. Uh, let's see. Cindy Blackstock, who I actually have had the pleasure of meeting in the past, she is the executive director of the First Nations Child and Family Caring Society. Uh, she filed the original human rights complaint over 14 years ago. Uh, and she says that the case is fundamentally about addressing harms suffered by Indigenous children who have faced systemic discrimination by Canadian child welfare policies and practices. So... 14 years. Yeah. And, and, and people are calling on the courts to just drop it. Like, it's not even like it's some complicated legal thing that has to be worked out by the courts. It's like... Literally, like you could just let this go, dude. Yeah, specifically, there, there, uh, there, there are people calling upon the government to to stop its appeals of these rulings. Mm -hmm. um, and and this is a quote from Cindy. Oh Jesus! Yeah, this is a quote, yeah. this is a quote from Cindy. Frankly, it disgusts me as a citizen to think that the government is spending taxpayer money and energy fighting against little kids that have been found to be racially discriminating against in ways that harm them, separate them from their families, and in some cases contribute to their death. Um, there's there there's a well there's a there's a commonly uh, understood idea that um, the residential school system was was kickstarted, jumpstarted in the later half of the um, the twentieth century during this um, this project called the 60s Scoop, which was literally the project of um, Indian agents, which were basically um, individuals who were hired by the federal government to watch over Indians on reserves to hmm. basically uh, 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 assemble children in the community and send them to residential schools. Um and this was basically a response to a lot of indigenous people leaving reserves after the 50s um, and, and in the early 60s and sort of going into cities to try and find jobs. The idea was that the 60s scoop would curtail this, uh, this, fa this phenomenon by creating kind of like a crisis within reserve systems and that children could be assimilated and indoctrinated into Canadian way of life before they were allowed to go out into quote unquote Canadian society and, um, and try and make a living because again, uh, six nation, uh, sorry, uh, uh, indigenous communities across, uh, Canada are also disproportionately resource scarce, water scarce, uh, and face, uh, uh food insecurity. Um, uh, and and they're called residential schools because these children live there, right? Yes, they would. Uh, the residential school system was basically a a a great a, a schooling system that was meant for children. That was it was largely for children between one and twelve, but children mm -hmm. as young as four months sometimes ended up there. Um, wow, and as old as fifteen, and. Uh, yeah, it uh, it it was a pretty harrowing um, experience. Before the revelations at Kamloops Residential School, the understanding was um, about one quarter of children who went through the residential school system died, uh, and that was because so, so, I'm sorry. Did you did you say a quarter? Yes, one quarter. <sighs> one quarter, and. Uh, 
and uh, there were approximately, uh, I think, just under two hundred, just over two hundred schools open across Canada, um, and in and and in provinces where um, there was a significant northern indigenous population, um, some schools would be as far as like the American border. So children from the north would be brought down to schools wow. basically towards the American border. So even if they escaped, there was no possible they way for them home. to go home. Yeah. Jesus. <clears throat> so I, I, absolutely we've, we've, ta- we've talked about we've I feel like we, we've talked about residential schools on this podcast a couple of times now. And it's it's really, um, I guess upsetting is the word I'm looking for. That there's always a new horrifying, fa- a new horrifying set of facts that I know about it. Like it, mm-hmm. it gets worse every time I learn about it. Yeah, it's it's also like old timey horrific, but the last one was closed down in '96. Right. Yeah. Like this is like you you go on the Wikipedia page and you see like all these like grayed out like black and white photos so it looks like someone like had to take it with like that shit that like starts burning after you turn on the camera um (laughs) and you have to hold it on that little tray and like Mm -hmm. and it just completely obfuscates the fact that like these things were as open as recently as like 96 like yeah like my older cousins were going to school like yeah, the last one closed three years before uh, the uh, uh, I, I, the Phantom Menace came out. Like yeah, Jesus, yeah. Uh, so uh, just skipping down f- uh, a little bit here in the article, Indigenous Services Minister Mark Miller says such a settlement would pay out larger sums than the tribunal's maximum of 40000 award for each child and would be able to offer compensation more proportional to the harms than they endured. We do not deny that harms, harm was suffered. We do not deny that systemic discrimination exists. But it is very mm. difficult to look at the CHRT, uh, the Canadian Human Rights Tribunal, uh, which can only award a maximum amount of 40000 and it did so, we argued, in a way that was, wasn't proportional, in a vacuum. And that is the subject matter that will be discussed principally in the court proceedings next week. So basically, the settlement between these two cases, quote unquote, um, is being argued as being too too generous to the children who suffered uh, under this uh, atrocious healthcare uh, um, childcare system. God uh, fucking what? forbid! Right? Like, like I, I I do not think that like if there is an upper bound of what too generous would be, I don't think that like. I could possibly conceive of that, but also like there isn't, there is no amount of too, there is no amount of generosity that is too much for the amount of like, for the amount of harm that this has, that this system has done mm-hmm. to these people, to, to indigenous folks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have a, f- we so have- is, is th- I'm confused by his wording. Was he, was he trying to say that they're, they're appealing it because they want, to give out more than 40,000 or just that they want to redistribute it a different way. The the tribunal argued that the defendants uh require um are owed more than 40,000 mm-hmm. and they and they they set a figure that is in the billions of dollars. Um mm-hmm. and Mark Miller is saying we want them to move it back to the to the 40,000. Could you move the line down please? Um, basically Boo. is what he's saying. 
uh, this is this what this one killed me. We have fundamental issues with the CHRT's ruling, with its assertion of jurisdiction, uh, you know, that being of human rights, uh, without mm-hmm. denigrating some of the great work that's been done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, actually residential schools were run by aliens and not humans, and um, the things they were doing weren't to other humans. So, And they also weren't that bad. Right. So right. It, it's this, not this, your this, business. This, this didn't really happen, but if it did, was it that bad? Yeah. Um, it's the, some, someone else should tell us to do something about it, but not um, the people that already have. Yeah. A, a, a small headline about all of this that made me really just fucking pop my skull off of the top of my neck. Um, like a Lego. I, I was thinking more like in that one episode of Arthur when Francine's head flies off and lands in Arthur's yard and uh, she's talking about how soft the grass is. But I mean, you know, teach that. Oh, damn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's Francine's head that pops off of her head. In the in like the not like an it doesn't actually happen. It just like this is like a like a, an imagined sequence of like oh I mm. could like what kind of nightmare says, oh, era. <laughs> I don't remember this episode of Hey Arnold specifically, huh? but did I say Hey Arnold? I, I thought you said yes. Arthur. I <laughs> I said Hey Arnold. Oh, did you I say Arthur? Arthur? I may have. I don't really remember. Anyways. Maybe you said hey, R, and I was like, I know what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey Arthur. Um, Hey that, Arthur. The thing that like really made me blow my head off, like, not pop my head off, but my of my body, like Francine and Arthur, was um, a headline in which Justin Trudeau was like, like saying the Pope and the ca- the Catholic Church must answer for this, and like yes, uh-huh. but also like it's it's like guy in a hot dog suit, guy voice. in a hot dog suit pointing at other guy in a hot dog suit, saying we're both trying to find the guy who did this. Uh huh. Yeah. And, Boo. Uh, and yeah. then they get chased off, and then they get chased off by not cops, but just uh, us, and we're all just yelling, "You're dog shit!" <laughs> and we're bunting them with our golf clubs. <laughs> <laughs> we are. <laughs> oh, uh, and and so uh, this is just to close it off. The tribunal's September 2019 ruling said that Ottawa willfully and recklessly discriminated against Indigenous children living on reserve by not properly funding child and family services. As a result, mm-hmm. children were sent away from their homes, families, and reserves because they lived off res- because if they lived off reserve, they would be covered by better-funded provincial systems. Others were removed from their families because authorities couldn't provide supports to help keep them together. In legal factums filed in federal court, Ottawa is arguing that a human rights tribunal erred in law by improperly turning the case into a class action by awarding individual compensation. Since there were no individual or representative complainants, but rather the Caring Society making arguments on behalf of all First Nations children appropriately taken into care, federal lawyers argue that the tribunal did not have the authority to award individual damages. Uh huh. So. Oh, I see. Okay. Because oh, so the, this is a procedural problem. One of, of those, like, like the 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 fucking the what the fuck is the name of the thing that the Democrats are pointing out every time that something bad happens in Congress right now? The parliamentarian. <laughs> yeah. 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 So this is so this is them saying like, well, we'll apologize to Indian families and children in general, but not the literal people. Yes. Right. And and that uh, individuals who suffer harm, and then many of those individuals constituting a particular demographic, 
mm-hmm. those individuals within the demographic are not entitled to compensation. No, no. No. Credit to the artist. Yeah, yeah very much so. And... Uh, this is another. This is a, one last quote from Cindy. No other child in this country has to go through a government litmus test to determine their racial identity and then be issued a card or not. And uh, that is still relevant to this day. You know, I, 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 I think I've mentioned this in the past that like a a status card is a very easy thing for me to get because I have I have I meet the requisite blood quantum amounts and mm-hmm. uh, and all of this other uh stuff but i all but it's also i'm a person who is caught between a lot of different places i'm a person who's economically been disenfranchised my whole life and there are things that are offered to me under the indian act things like mm-hmm. mental health care and dental care and some health care benefits that are tempting but what am i doing by registering myself into this system and claiming these uh quote-unquote benefits these these things that i can access um including um including um ostensibly although it's debatable um free border crossing with the with the united states under the jay treaty of 1790 um you know, like what, hmm. what is, you know, like what am I really giving into? What, what, how much credence am, what, what kind of credence am I lending the system that is used to not enfranchise or better our lives, but to make mm-hmm. the lives of indigenous people across this country um, worse? You know, it's horrible. I mean, you can you can tell that um, your political system is not good when it involves blood fractions. Yeah, yeah. Like there are many things pointing to this being not good, but like that is like it's really not a very modern way to identify people. Yeah. And, uh, and, and the, 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 the story and the, 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 the discourse around indigenous, um, identity is so complicated, even, even just outside of things like the Indian Act, because there are people, there are grifters out there who claim to be indigenous, but, you know, they only do so because it's convenient for them to gain a certain amount of social capital to get their television shows made Mm. or their movie made or, Mm -hmm. you know, access funding for their, um, for their art practice. You know, it's just, it it feels like it's so being indigenous is something that I would never change about myself because I love who I am and I was raised to love myself and to appreciate my culture and my heritage and the history of resistance towards mm-hmm. this thing um, called Canada. But I also, I'm sick and tired of it being, you know, like I'm a person who will live with my identity as an indigenous person being a inherently political thing that bumps up against all these other different goalposts that keep getting moved and shift around 
you know, mm-hmm. much like how um, people who are trans or just not cis, uh, like, also end up having to bump up against these goalposts that keep getting moved around at the whim mm-hmm. of people who don't want to see us either exist or be so much there for there to be so much of us yeah yeah it's like bro we are literally just trying to vibe yeah to say it in a stupid way no no but it's it's all it's it's needed because uh when you when when you live in an absurd clown show and and mm-hmm. and the clown and the, and the head clown is this person who people consistently try and thirst over, Whoa. but who's actually a demon spawn of mm. Satan. You know, sometimes you just have to laugh. Mm-hmm. Marge Simpson voice. Sometimes you have to laugh, <laughs> and then she sits quietly in her chair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's really. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go on, Val. No, I, I just I, I didn't know about uh, this stuff about how like mutually exclusive the like Indian and Canadian identifiers are. Like I, I, I mean, it it makes sense on a certain level that you know these are different nations and so they would have different legal things. But the idea that you can that there are certain benefits and certain i mean even literally just like places you can go it seems like yeah Dep- like depending they have to pick it's tough yeah don't have anything smart to say about it just, just yeah just fucking yeah. suck shit yeah and and you know fucking I th- bad yeah and it's just been it's been completely fucking ab- uh normal up here in canada to be honest like there was, um, you know, there's not very much that I can say about it, um, but there was a blatant anti-Muslim uh, uh, attack in London, Ontario, recently, and mm-hmm. you know, this is the this is the this is what happens when we have people in power who say that they stand with marginalized people, but allow for, you know legislation to pass that discriminates against those people like Trudeau isn't going to do anything about Quebec's anti-Muslim laws mm. about the lo- the laws that restrict their dress and their and their wear and their attire um and their law lo- and and their religion but mm-hmm. uh but you know he but he definitely feels bad about individual cases you know and so right and so so he, and so Justin Trudeau much like every other liberal and i mean that with like you know like 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 people who are liberals um not just mm-hmm. a liberal party like people who are not aware the ignorant are going to have to go to sleep and they're i hope that they never get any rest thinking of <laughs> because, trying to think about how to fix this problem that they can't even see that they can't even comprehend yep yeah um i was gonna talk about this whole story but uh the only part that really matters is have you guys seen the um video edit of of kamala harris saying do not come i oh yeah i i i have not seen i have not seen so it's 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 whoever edits this will have to put it in but um 
there's two versions of it and i like the second version more because it's got one extra thing on it but it's um kamala harris talking to you know guatemalans um saying uh do not come do not come and the, right. the context is she's talking about if you're thinking of making the dangerous track to america don't um which is just so shitty but she says do not come and then uh there's video of trump at one of his rallies going i think i'm gonna come uh, and the audience <laughs> going crazy oh, and then God. the one that i like um has bernie in it and he says we must come together <laughs> <laughs> oh god uh so memes you know yeah. the the kamala the kamala harris thing is making me fucking it's just like it's, it's it's so bad it's it's buying into all of the republican talking points about how uh the trek is dangerous trek across the border is dangerous right there are too many people we don't have room for you uh it's, you know it's literally just republicans be coming out of a democrat's mouth and that's what the entire that's what the entire american political system is but up and not and, yep. and and not even not not even to say things that not even to like bring it down to that level, but like cops are gonna cop, like you know. Mm-hmm. Come yeah. On. yeah, I mean, what were we? What what could we possibly have expected as immigration like policy and like outlook from Coppola Harris and Joe Biden, who was VP during Obama, who like had a record number of deportations in his presidency. Yep. Like, oh, d- pursuant to a topic from an hour ago, but I just remembered one thing that Joe Biden has done that uh, to uh, to to aid trans people. Oh yeah, I exactly one thing, which is we can now join the military again and be part of, <laughs> and be part of that, that boots on the ground colonialism that we also love. We love it. Like, I mean, we should have ob- gotten obviously, obviously the Trump ban, uh, obviously the Trump trans military ban was like a, a beginning of a wave to slow to eradicate people to to normalize the idea of banning trans people, and that was banning that mm-hmm. was also not good. But like unbanning that is just like the we mo- should have gotten equality by just banning cis people from the military. Also, yes, yeah, you know, just like if you're a person, you're not allowed to be in the military. And also, if like you're anything else, yeah. you're not sissies. Sissies, no. Trans people, no. Uh, okay, and uh, so the, the the remaining the remaining military personnel are mm-hmm. just flora and fauna. Slapping a slapping a right. You, you you can you slap you try and slap a rifle in a toad's hand, but it can't hold that. <laughs> oh, you meant you meant animals and plants. No, I thought you were talking about the sexy, busty alien twins that I met named Flora and Fauna. What are you making a reference to? Nothing. I just like the idea of like two two aliens named Flora and Fauna, and they're the they're our only military, and also they got big boobies. Man, the pandemic's really fucking us all up, isn't it? Yeah, right. I just think it would be neat. I mean, I can't no, what, deny. What this that is it, d- I cannot disagree that it would. In, it would, in fact, be neat. But it's just like, like uh, grab the <laughs> grab the Marge beam of her holding the potato, but like put Val's face over it, and instead of the potato, it's giant bongola hongaloos. It's flora and fauna. <laughs> I was gonna say it's giant mm-hmm. bongola hongaloos. 
I just. I mean, yes, that too. Exactly. You can, also, you can put my face on that image too. I'll, I'll co-sign that. Four of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it's two aliens. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> I would love to blame the pandemic for like my brain turning into oatmeal, but that was the oatmeal's fault. It just this is just how I am. Yeah. Like I would have made that joke in 2019 yeah. as well, and it would have also been bad then. So I mean, but how bad can it be if now we've all thought about true big old big old alien, alien itties? All right. Uh, does anyone have any shout-outs, or do you want to get into Lightbringers? <laughs> no. I've already spread my shout-outs out. Yeah, you're, you're, you spread your shout-out of just talking about flora and fauna. Shout-out to that <laughs> dog, quote-unquote. <laughs> yeah, shout-out shout mm-hmm. to that dog. Big fan of you, Wasabi, the Pekingese. We should, we should make Wasabi the um, episode the album art. art. Yeah, I was going to say, mm-hmm. like, so people know what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, Lightbringers, um, I'm going to go first, uh, yes. because my Lightbringer is, have have you at all heard of the hit anime, ReZero, Starting Life in Another World? Never. Because, I'm going to tell you this, I know I've talked about, I, I definitely talked about it on this show before, because I, fe- I definitely fell into this show really hard before the last episode we recorded, but I'm re-watching it now with uh, with my girlfriend, Neve, girlfriend of the show, Neve. Um Woo! You know, it's a really good show, is the thing. It's 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 a really good show. It's better than you would think. It's got psychological horror. It's got mystery elements. It's got, like, Groundhog Day time loops. It's got good... It's got funny characters that you actually love, and you feel... In, in, and even though their deaths ultimately don't matter very much, because all that happens is the main character dies and then gets respawned at the start of his loop, mm. it's still... The fact that it still makes you care about the characters dying is, like... I think that's an impressive feat, because they, yeah. they do die a lot impressive feet another positive another. piece of feedback i got on some news um so yeah re-zero re- starting life in another world great anime can't can't uh listen to, watch that watch that get get prepared for when i do when i do the re-zero rewatch podcast that i'm definitely actually genuinely going to be doing this fall probably it does sound good i i like the i like uh groundhog day stories it's really might, might just I, have to watch a i would anime. recommend you watch the first arc which is the first three or four episodes d- despite right. uh what despite what you this depending on how you count it because the first episode the first episode is like one a the first episode is a two-parter but it's split up into two and so people just watch the first like one a and they're like yeah this show's not really for me and they don't watch one b Anyway, mm-hmm. I digress. If you get to you, know, you get to the end of the first arc, and if you don't like it, that's fine. But I All recommend right. giving the first arc a shake. All right. Oh, um, should I go next for Lightbringers? Sure. Yeah, go for it. Dang, I was really gonna. I was, I was hoping Do I could want... get a little bit more time. I mean, I can go if you if you're not ready. Please spare okay. me. Okay. <laughs> so my current Lightbringer, um, something I have been doing a lot of is. DIY crafts. Yes. And um, it's been really fun. It's fun to like do something and see the thing at the end, you know, like not like produce something, but just to to know that you didn't just go out and buy something. You, you know, you transformed something. So I have like 
Uh, recently, I have these bottles and vases that I am I am painting the inside of um, different colors, so that they're like still glossy from the glass, but the you know the color on the inside. Mm. And it's like really simple, but it makes a it totally changes the way it looks, and it's really cute. And I'm getting a little. <laughs> A little fed up with DIY YouTubers because they all love boho aesthetic way too much. So like every fucking video, they're like, and so I used either like matte white or terracotta color spray paint on this. And I just think it looks really great. And I'm just like, please pick a color (laughs) besides brown or white. Right. Uh, Yeah. And it's just it. it, I think... yeah, yeah. The 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 attitude of DIY uh, YouTubers also kind of grades on me a little bit too. It's like you're a little you're a little too impressed with yourself. I I need someone <laughs> I need someone with less confidence so that I feel more confident in doing it. I found a great YouTuber who um, posted like more like pop art kind of stuff and like bright more colors like and stuff. Fart. More like pop fart. Um, <laughs> It's when you drink soda so fast, you actually don't have time to burp it out, and it has to go the other way. I hate um, everything. <laughs> um, oh, I'll go on an episode of H Kip. What what could happen? <laughs> What's the worst that you could happen? Two alien OCs. <laughs> No, on a, honestly, I am like, going to commission Roy tomorrow. Honestly, do it, though. <laughs> I'll be like, dear Roy, do you know about Hongle Bonga Gongolos? <laughs> She'll be like, I think got you, does. fam. Yeah. I think she really does. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. But it's it's this great YouTuber. He has 13 videos and he had 90 subscribers when I found him. Now he has 91. Hey. But he hasn't made a video in like seven months. So. Oh, shit. And I'm just like, that's okay. I, I like it. I like your videos. Oh, oh, I got a new subscriber. Look at that. Oh. Oh. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. Oh, no. They got alien bongers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, too, I'm too busy cranking it because it's a pandemic to make more DIYs. <laughs> It really made sense as a joke in my head when I before I said it, and hearing the two of you's reaction to flora and fauna, (laughs) I just really. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm waiting for the web comic. I'm waiting for the (laughs) t-shirts. I'm waiting for, you know, like this could be this could be like, this could be like uh, what's a web comic? Gunner Creek Court like 2.0. Mm-hmm. We should. I should make merch of like giant T-shirts. You know the ones that have like the bikini babe body on them. Yes. It's like that, except just colored green. <laughs> yeah. John, it's time John, for your what, light. Brand. What is your What is your cool recommendation for today? It is. It is time. Okay. So, I really don't know why I didn't think of this for sooner. Okay. So there's this YouTube channel called Post Ten. I have been posting about this channel a lot in the HK Discord. Join the Discord. Um, oh yeah. It is. Uh, it is a man. I don't know his name, and I don't think he ever says his name. But he walks around with a GoPro, and he has a rake, and all he does is stop storm drains in in city streets from clogging up and flooding with rainwater. Ah. Uh. 
He, That's awesome. That the, guy rules. The first video I ever saw of was a video of him going into a forest and saying, look at that stagnant water. That's going to be Mosquito City in about two weeks once it starts getting really warm. And he creates a stream using just his rake. And he, oh my gosh. And he, you can literally see stagnant pools of water turn into these beautiful little small streams. Oh. And he unblocks culverts uh, full of sticks and stones and like gets all this water flowing. And he he's just incredible. He is this... He is this incredible, kind-hearted person. If you like, like, um, uh, grand illusions like that, like, like people who are just like who just have good vibes, like, you know, mm-hmm. like, like check out Post Ten. Um, uh, they he post has he, he has almost four hundred thousand subscribers, and literally all he does is go around with a rake and stop storm drains from flooding. I love it. And you will and you will eventually grow to appreciate whirlpools that form after storm drains become unclogged. You'll be you will become you'll become in, 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 engrossed in the zen of the rake. And I truly <laughs> hope that people look watch his videos and give him a, a lot of attention because he does lots of stuff. He actually um, investigates abandoned buildings and um, goes through forests and you know talks about all the cool stuff that he does and yeah just a really cool just a dude's rock kind of guy you know hell yeah thank you to the taxpayers for the use of their song (laughs) evil men off their album uh cold-hearted town thank Uh, you to noisepace.xyz for hosting us we love overlord matt gamecube yeah thank you matt and thank you for listening to hkipgtd you can find us on twitter under that as well yeah. Hopefully our next episode is not uh there's not as big of a gap between this one and the next one as there was between the last one and this one. I would like to get back to I I the the the, the topics of conversation were dour for sure, but I have very much enjoyed talking about them with the two of you and I'm look, I'm excited to get I would like to get back into the swing of that to some extent. Me too. Yeah. Me not being able to remember anything but flora and fauna. I enjoyed this episode too. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm listen, like what, else do you need to, what else do you need to enjoy this episode besides flora and fauna? Yeah. Uh, I'm Val Flight Cub. You can find me on Twitter at Flight Cub. Buh, the second B stands for. But why not make two alien <laughs> OCs? It stands for bunt. Oh. It stands for bunt. B stands for the extra B stands for bunt. Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Um, uh, my name is John. You can find me at, uh, what's my Twitter handle? Flourishcaster underscore. And you can also find me in the HKIPTG Discord. Nice. Hell yeah. Uh, I'm on Twitter at SunHatGenya, S-U-N-H-A-T-Z-H-E-N-Y-A. I also do a bunch of other noise-based podcasts. You know, fear baiting. Just put out a great episode with friend of the pod, Yanosh. Yeah. Uh, we talked about Stoker. Uh <clears throat> Uh, and Wonder, Wonder Yerks, Animorphs Podcast, my friends Blair and Seda, uh, Special Grade Snacks, which is a Jujutsu Kaisen watch-along podcast. And now, uh, coming up next, Zero Made Snacks. <laughs> special Made Snacks, but yeah. Or uh, or uh, or uh, <laughs> another title I've been thinking about is Re, Re, Forward, Re, Zero. <laughs> um, uh, also, you know what? Um, I... 
Now, uh, Val, I, I, I was I was I was sad to hear that uh, uh, Elemental P is going on hiatus. But you know what that means with it on hiatus? Now there is no better time than the present to listen to every episode of Elemental P and also watch all of Sherlock. So, yeah. Shouts out, shouts Elementary, out not P. Sherlock. Uh, oh yeah, right. Yeah, don't watch Sherlock. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I mean, if you if you do, like, don't blame me. <laughs> Yes, you can listen to LMNOP on um, Noise Space. That w- that would be cool. Yeah, we got a good little back catalog. Oh, yeah. and uh, and uh, just a secret from me to you. This is me actually in uh, in the post editing. Um, if you really want to hear the best fucking Steppenwolf impression, listen to Zero to Zero. Yeah, please. Because... Listen to zero to Zero. <laughs> oh damn it! No, <laughs> they've stuck it to the feed. No. <laughs> All right, uh, that's it for this podcast. So uh, until next time, Memento Pokemori. Memento Memento Pokemori. Do not come. Do not come. I'm going to come. that you do about your terriers and 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 yeah. you're ne- do something uh, with them because you're you're celebrities now and and I never peop- thought of it we were just doing it for fun just for the love of terriers but thinking yeah yes. why not there there there's something to be said for that backyard backyard on a Bye.